enslaved a nation. A warrior who would become their only hope. I know the prophecy. I have seen it. They are the last of their kind. Skilled assassins. Trained for generations in the deadly arts. Will you stand alone before the fury of his armies? Yes. Take a breath. Take a dozen of your best men. Track him down. The Scorpion King. Welcome in to episode four of the Bad Movies Worst Opinions podcast, where we believe that everybody has a favorite bad movie. We are reviewing Scorpion King today. Carrington is here. Rob is here. Our special guest for this week, Jason Nivens, who is maybe the most excited person to be a guest <laughs> to watch one of these movies. Man, I, I, love, I, I love when I get the chance to watch a really great movie at home, you know, with the kids especially. So anytime I get a chance to line up a really bad movie and I got to carve out my own little private time when everyone's asleep and I get to sit back, crack open a beer and watch it, um, sign me up. I'll be in next week, the week after, as long as you let me back. And this one, you, I mean, you, you outdid yourself on this one. 5.5 on IMDb out of 141,000 reviews. The description, a desert warrior rises up against the evil enemy that is destroying his homeland. He captures the enemy's key sorcerer, takes her <laughs> deep into the desert, and prepares for a final showdown. Scorpion King is available right now on Amazon Prime. Rob, the budget for this, $60 million. Wow. It made 180 at the box office. A triple up. Woof. Yeah. And that's the thing I think is so amazing when you, when you talk about bad movies is just, just compare, compare the budget to the box office. And it, it doesn't matter like how bad the movie is. If it makes a million over, that's a success in Hollywood. And so, yeah, this, what I'm surprised is that there really was no, like, I don't think there was a, a sequel to it, right? Like, I know this is part of the, the Scorpion King's part of the whole. It's like the prequel the type prequel, of uh, yeah. But I don't think they made a sequel to it, which you would think. They did actually make some straight-to-DVD. Oh, did so they? So there are some Scorpion okay. But The Rock's not in them. I'm not watching it. The Rock's <laughs> not in <laughs> Right, yeah, because that's he is the Scorpion King. By the way, real quick, you mentioned the budget. Did you know, this is my first fun fact, The Rock got $5.5 million to this movie, which is the Guinness World Record for largest salary of a first-time leading man. Really? It's so like, if you're like, hey... This guy came out of nowhere. Now he's a leading man. The Rock is five point five million. Is that number? And, and I know that we'll get to some more of these facts in this, but there's a reason why that this movie is shaped the way it is. There's a reason why, obviously, The Rock's in it. I mean, coming off of the Mummy, Scorpion King thing that he was CGI'd in. But do, do you want me to share that that fun fact that I, actually, I noticed? That? I'm happy you love that. My second fun fact. So Vince McMahon is the executive producer. But here's the fun fact: he is executive producer in name only. In promotion of the film, they referred to him as Dwayne The Rock Johnson. WWE owns the term The Rock. Oh. So Vince McMahon gets to be executive producer because a property he owns was in the film. Got it. That's why. So like okay. nowadays you watch The Rock, he's in Shazam. Not Shazam, he's in uh, Black Adam. Yeah. It's Dwayne Johnson. Right, it right. never says The Rock. Right. Because WWE owns that trademark. I mean, this this is the perfect vehicle for a guy looking to leave the, the ring of WWE Onto the Hollywood big screen. I mean, it really is. Like, yeah, like it's, it's a good path. It, it's a pretty good path. It's it's a definite popcorn movie. You know, you mentioned uh, before we got on here, uh, see about how like 
if you're 13, 14 years old, you probably love this. Just enough scantily clad women to keep your little <laughs> hormones just firing on all cylinders, right? And yet mom and dad could sit there and watch it with you and be like, oh, look at those working ladies in the city of Gomorrah. <laughs> if you know your Bible studies, you know what happened there. So. <laughs> the release date for this movie was April 19th of 2002. Scorpion King date did debut at number one, the box office that week. Scorpion King was number one. Changing Lanes, number two. Murder by Numbers 3, The Rookie, was the fourth movie that right. week. And Panic Room. Panic Room. Oh, wow. Panic Room might be a movie that makes this podcast. I like Panic Room. I don't that, know if it's that's a... That's the one with Jodie Foster, It right? is the yeah, movie with Jodie Foster. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure that's under a six. I'm, I'm not sure, but I like Panic Room. If Panic Room is under a six, let's mark that down to do Panic 6. Room. 6.8. So oh, we're going to move I knew it was too good. The cast of this movie, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he is Matthias. Stephen Brand is Minnon, which... I was, I was, I wrote down Mig, Mignon, like Filet Mignon yeah. the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Hugh, she is Cassandra or the Sorceress. Uh, so those are the three main stars. Sure. Who is the who's the who's the through line comedy guy? Right, the kind of quirky. I don't remember that, any of their names outside. I mean, I, but I know you know you're talking, talking about the one about. that yeah. somehow gets out of the sand of area. The pit, the yeah. Fly, they never one of those holes in a movie. Like, how did he get out? They never really explained mm-hmm. it. No, he they, got out. They never explained. Michael Clark Duncan is also back to back movies with Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, he two, was in two. the movie last week with Daredevil. He is in the movie this week. This is my number one takeaway from the movie. I don't think this is a good movie by any means. Yeah. I think it is a fun movie, and Roger Ebert used to have this saying, I can live with the movie being bad, but at least be fun. I thought this movie was enjoyable. This is a good movie that if it came up on FX and you watched it for 30 minutes, I don't think you'd be too mad. The Rock is there. There's some pretty women. There's some good action scenes. There's fire. There's snakes. There's capers. I think this is a fun movie. I'm not saying this movie's good. This is not a Oscar-winning, memorable kind of film by any means. I, I can see you taking that quote middle of the movie that The Rock says before he smooches the sorcerer, I make my own destiny. <laughs> and that's the one where I'm like, oh, that needs to be your Twitter handle right there. <laughs> I make my own destiny. I get what you're saying about it being fun. I thought it was too goofy to like really enjoy. And maybe I'm like... The advantage of hindsight, 2023 is different. I mean, in 2003, I'm like, oh, this is fun. But, like, it was almost too goofy to the point where I'm like, it had the silly tropes we all knew were coming the whole time. <laughs> the Asian sorcerers. Yeah, you're like, yeah. we know. I knew what was happening in this movie without having rewatched it. And I'm like, it just, it's too goofy to be fun for me. What about you channel your inner 12, 13, 14-year-old? That's why I said, like, through the lens of 2023, I'm probably judging it more harshly than, in 2003 when this came out, was it 03, I think? No two. I would have been. No two. 11 years old, I'd have been like, this is the bomb. My yeah. first PG-13, I would have been that kid you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Enough, enough scantily clad women that gets the 12-year-old hormones pumping, but also, hey, get to see The Rock be The Rock. That's the thing that I don't think we factor into these movies because there was a time I went to go see not the first Jurassic World, but the second Jurassic World. I took my sister to go see it. I left thinking, this movie was terrible. This is a bad movie. My sister was like, oh, my goodness, the dinosaurs, they look so real. Right. Yeah. Like, we just kind of forget, you know, and... This movie was light on story to me. Yeah. yeah. Very light on story. There's some very easily, as you mentioned earlier, there's some plot holes in this yeah. movie. Yeah. This movie just checks the box of fun. Yeah. And I could live with a 90-minute, before-I-go-to-sleep movie that was fun. I thought this accomplished that. If you don't want something heavy, right? Like, like you're not, you're not like, bringing up Tom Hanks in Philadelphia or, you know, something that's going to make you sit there and, like, think. For, this is, you're, you're putting your phone down. 
suspension of disbelief, maybe got some edibles in Missouri, because you can do that now, and you got some popcorn, and you're just like, dude, let's just veg out and watch this. I can I, see that. I can see that. I'd also say The Rock puts out a bunch of movies like that, and that's basically his genre. Hey, mindless 90 minutes. There are better movies The Rock does that are in that same vein. Like, San Andreas stinks. But I would watch San Andreas again before I'd watch this one again. You know, I don't know if... We we uh, we got into at the house because uh, the kids like it. Young Rock, right? Like the story, oh, the, the, the TV show, yeah. Red TV show. One of the dudes is from here in Kansas City that plays mm. the Rock's dad, which I think is cool and all that. But uh, I feel like I'd like that because you get a little more personal side of him. I don't know if I've ever really gone down the, the Rock's movie rabbit hole. I know that he did Hercules, right? Long time, yeah. Long time ago. He did uh, Black Adam, which I heard was not that great. I have, he has Rampage, he has San Andreas. Yeah, right. Rob's right. He, he has a handful of... I think all the same characters. Is he the Will Ferrell effect? Kind oh, of the a same little bit. Person. Yeah. The Tom Cruise effect. Yeah. The same person in every movie, but because it's, it is who he is, he can attach his name to it. A little bit, yeah. I mean, when he plays a leading man, he's kind of the same character in every movie. Like, he, I think he's the same guy in the Fast and Furious movies, but like, sure. he plays like not a true villain, but like a quasi villain. So, like, okay, it's different. But like, when he's that leading man, when he's Black Adam, when he's the guy in San Andreas, when he's the guy in Rampage, Skyscraper is another one he did. Right. He's the same character over and over again. It's like with little tweaks, and you're like. These 90-minute popcorn films are better than I thought Scorpion King was. But okay. they're all kind of the same yeah. person. You so, you know the beginning, middle, and end of what, yeah, you, what I know. you're getting into. Uh, if you've never listened, if you listen to the podcast and never seen it in San Andreas, I guarantee you know what happened in San Andreas. <laughs> you know, with John, when John Wayne was in movies, my understanding is that he only died in, like, two of them, right? And so, like, he was always this sort of hero character. And in and, and, and some of these movies, you almost want – something bad to happen to the main dude just so you can walk away from it going damn i didn't see that coming but then again i mean if you're trying to market it the way that he is and his 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 trajectory right now on the big screen is you're not gonna you're not gonna see that for a while i suspect unless he unless he like really becomes like a unless he really takes on like a character that had some flaws to him you know like like i don't know maybe like a sunny liston story or like uh uh uh, uh jack johnson or something like that you know what i mean like I'd like to see. I'd like to see a little stretching of of their acting abilities. At but. this point, I think The Rock is just going to be The Rock. In yeah, these movies. yeah, I don't think you're getting a whole lot yeah. of stretching from him. The movie starts with the fastest I've ever seen a person get <laughs> killed on screen. He got killed. The credits hadn't even started yet. We had already <laughs> seen a death. Uh, the Rock interrupts a killing party with an arrow and has maybe the greatest opening line in a movie. Oh God, what was it? Yeah, Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, it's. And then everyone scatters. Everyone, everyone like scatters. Because the rock just appeared. Yeah. May the gods have pity on you. Because my brother will not. Yeah, in, 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 in a, like a leotard outfit that he would wear in the wrestling ring, but not inside of a, of a snow-capped mountain. But yet, when you're, yeah. the, when you're, when you're, what was his character's name again? So, uh, Matthias. That's Ma- the rock Matthias, you can, you can They kept that. referring to him throughout the movie as the Acadian. The Acadian, the, yeah. yeah. I'm yes. like, okay, that's apparently his race. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You watch Game of Thrones. That's like the Targaryens. You knew what they Is were saying. See, that, what I thought was great was, great or I don't know, it's, it's very Hollywood. Uh, you have pre-pyramids Egypt. 
and you have a lot of folks out there that look like me and Rob, when really history shows they all look like you. And I just think to myself, that's a lot of white people that are hanging out there. See, you're worried about the historical accuracy Man, of the Scorpion King. That's not I what just, I was I, watching it for. I was not watching for the historical no, no, accuracy. It's just, it's just, you wanted Bible references and Pharaoh in the movie. That's not what you got just, here. It's just, it's a thing of mine when I watch period pieces and they got perfect white straight teeth their english sounds like they're all like you know trained at like harvard or yale you know and and you're like dude these like this isn't this is pre-pyramids egypt they're not speaking english right like but then again it's it's a movie yeah, it's I a know. movie it's, i know it's a movie i know i suspension of disbelief it's just one of those things that i'm just like we then go to a late night meeting so we start to find out how much of a badass minion was by the law of the horde their greatest warrior was proclaimed their king his name was memnon he was the greatest swordsman the world had ever seen. The price to kill him is 20 blood rupees. How much do you think 20 blood rupees are? Uh, $100 million. It was a lot. They said that was their last of their treasure that they gave yeah, to the right. Arcadia. 20 blood rupees. How much do we think this is? I think it's around 500000 500,000? I think it's around. I was thinking a million when it happened. A million is kind of my number. You think it's a million? But I could see it being less because later in the film, he tosses one of that kid so casual. If you you had a piece of something worth a million dollars, you wouldn't be like, here, kid, here's a dime. That's what he acted like. So the Rock's crew tries to run into somebody's camp. We have no clue whose camp this is. (laughs) They get spotted. Two of them get caught. The Rock does one of the greatest backflips we've ever seen to evade all of these arrows. Lands onto a tarp, by the way. No issue. Just yeah, flat. How many times like his heart fall off of buildings and fall through things, and, and no broken bones? No yeah, scratches. he just he had no fall damage in this movie. We meet a woman, tells the Rock that he is going to be betrayed. We are now face to face with Minnan, and the Rock gets captured. And then oh, we find oh right and, because the whatchamacallit's the king's. Son, which Peter Facelli or whatever his name is, we introduced the son at the previous scene. We're like this meeting of the minds, and he's like, "I'm gonna be the guy that kills me." Like, all right, cool, we got your back. Go get him. The next scene, like the next scene, we find out the son betrayed the dad. You're like immediately, yeah. It wasn't some build up, wasn't some. No. Oh man, it was like he showed his head. A scene That's later, it. you're like, huh? Like that? Wasn't that supposed to be some big reveal? Nope. It was like ten minutes of film time later. The rock gets knocked out. We wake up in a desert with fire ants, and <laughs> all these movies need a little comedic value. He's that. This He's guy that. was good comedic value. All this sooner to feast on our naked heads. <laughs> you think it's funny? It's a little bit funny, yes. You see, I am about to escape, while you, on the other hand, are about to die a horrible death for leaving me to die last night. He was a fun character. <laughs> he was. He was. He was this movie's Jar Jar Binks, if you will. He really. I mean. I mean. He really was. If that would have been the timeline. That guy. That kind of character existed. Like you served no purpose other than cheap comedic one-liners. Yeah. But not. Not all uh, gyms. Right. <laughs> no. Not. Not always. And and then and then t- when they end up getting out of the f- fiery ant pit because the rock's able to squ- squish some of them with his chin and his forehead. He really. Yeah. That's, he does impressive. Do that. you, uh, promise not to kill me. Yes, I promise. Remember, you are an Acadian. You make an oath, you always have to keep it, right? That's right. Promise to take me with you and share in the spoils of your adventures. What? All right, fine. Yes, I promise. Multiple. I like the way that Barack, and you'll probably go on to this, takes him into the town 
to go do whatever, and he shows this is the guy I'm bringing him in for a, a bounty, but then ends up putting him at a bar. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, like, there's nobody to escort him in to be like, oh, you found this guy. We've been looking for him. Let's kill him. <laughs> Let's kill him. Oh, yeah, you got it. All right, go ahead and go on in. So they go into the town. They get robbed by some local youth hoodlums. Yeah. And- can we, can we, can, I'm sorry. Can we talk about this? You've got 20 blood rubles? 20. And you time a little satchel? Just off your where your where your man's area is. Also, you're the apparently the world's greatest killing machine. Everyone's like, oh, you're this incredible assassin. But some children just steal from you like it's no problem at all. Hoodlums just come <laughs> running around, like, like, like stealing your hubcaps, basically. <laughs> I put that they played a Aladdin knockoff game of hide and seek. Yes. It yeah. then turns into you remember the scene from Aladdin where they steal the apple and now they're yeah. going around the town and yeah. they're chasing him and a boo around. Yeah. That's basically what this is, where yeah. they play hide and seek with the little boy. He just is like, well. I'll give you a chance to work for one of these blood rupees. <laughs> Can you help break me into the evil lair? Yeah. That's what he gives him yeah. a, bl- a blood ruby for. Which yeah. makes me think the value of the ruby had to be pretty good, although, again, he tosses it away like a dime. But that kid is like, you know what? Screw robbing you for all 20. I'll betray the entire town for one. One of the kids helps sneak him into Minyan's lair, and they run into the Willy Wonka of the village, and he gives up the villain's coordinates. The Rock then passes up a chance to kill Minan to save the kid who was accused of oh, stealing yes. the ruby right. that he was just given. They was about to cut that man's hand clean the, off. The, the, the intensity, the buildup of that, do you take out Minyan or do you save this little boy who you just, uh, you just gave him a, that which got him in trouble? I didn't do anything. You know the penalty for thievery. I, I was sitting there. Just wondering, like, you know what he's gonna do? Oh God, what's gonna happen? This poor, this poor little pig squeak's gonna lose a hand. He's gonna get Luke Skywalker. Can we talk about to get Jamie Lannister? (laughs) Can we talk for two seconds about like the Willy Wonka guy who is giving this long spiel about what is clearly gunpowder? He's like inventing gunpowder. He's like, it's a Chinese recipe. I've been working on it. He's like, it'll either do the greatest thing on earth for the world or the worst thing ever. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, it's gunpowder. We all know it's (laughs) gunpowder. Like, why are we talking about gunpowder for ten minutes? During this time inventing gunpowder, we take these things for for granted because mm-hmm. we've always had gunpowder. Yeah. Someone one day had the invention. Yeah. Willie Wonka yeah. invented it was, gunpowder. It was, it was a white dude in, pre, yep. in, in pre-pyramid <laughs> Egypt. <laughs> Who also apparently invented the catapult because yeah. he, we had that in the next scene. He's yeah. like, oh, if you ride that thing, you'll shoot. I could never figure out the landing. He was basically Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin invented the swivel chair. That's who mm, he was. Maybe, you know, there is a belief that maybe, you know, uh, uh, ben Franklin was able to go through wormholes of life and kind of go here and there, and, and maybe that's maybe that's it. He was just a local inventor. They had him down in the dungeon. They <laughs> were just for the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, things. Keep creating things. That's what we need you to do. We need you to keep making things. We need you to keep creating things here. The Rock then passes up the chance to kill Minnon, gets finessed out of his weapons at the Bunny Ranch, and oh, we yes. pop up on the temptress yes. taking a bath. Yes. This is what I mean about the movie just being fun. It had a good combination of thrills. Yeah. So we go from the scene where The Rock faces a dilemma. He can kill the villain or he can save this little kid. He then chooses to save the little kid. Next thing you know, we in a whole house. Yeah. That's the very next scene. We in the whole house. And every one of those ladies uh, in the uh, prehistoric Moonlight Bunny Ranch, as you pointed out, gorgeous. There's definitely no STDs floating around there. This might have been time pre-STD. This might be where chlam- chlam- chlamydia was invented. It might have been invented in, in the Bunny Ranch. But like, my point about it being too goofy for me, this whole like thing, it was cool he landed in the Bunny Ranch. He then falls again and lands right in the sorceress thing. Well, 
Are you gonna try to kill me or just stare at me? But like, there's the scene where like the, all he and the bad guys are both falling, and the bad guys fall on the terracotta roof, and he falls through like the one safe little hole. They'll have him land Again. in a bed. Like, just so it was too goofy in this moment for me. And he's like, "Hold your breath." Why are none of the people in the room with the sorceress like, oh, wow, she's going to take be taken? Nope. I like this part, Nivens, because in this moment, so he's in this, he's in the bunny ranch. Yeah. All these girls are around yeah. him. And then they're he, almost like succubuses. They're coming after him. He then gives you that one, I'm still the rock. I know I'm Scorpion <laughs> King, but I'm also the rock. He looks at the camera and does the people's eyebrows. He, he did, eyebrow. he did yeah. the people's yeah. eyebrows. You were like, oh, damn it, Dwayne Johnson. I yeah. knew you had it in you. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, ah, oh, there it is. Breaking that fourth wall, letting mm-hmm. us all know, like, hey, we're here together on this amazing journey mm-hmm. in suspension of disbelief, Rob, that we're trying mm-hmm. to get you to understand. I know it's hard. I know I mean, it's hard, man. I, I understand it's a movie. I just felt like they were like the whole thing where he lands in the water, and then th- as the next scene, the kid's throwing money in the wishing well. Apparently, that's a thing that happened in pre. Still st- does. Yeah, <laughs> still does. So like, and he pop, and the girl pops up. I'm like, it was almost too goofy in moments there. You're 12, 13, 14 that's years true. old. And you see that happen, and don't tell me when you find a penny, a nickel, a dime, a quarter, whatever, you're not going to a wishing well going, just maybe, mm-hmm. just maybe. Like, let's say that this was the first movie that you went to go see on your own without your parents when you got a car. Yeah. You would have been happy to go yeah. see, oh, wait, The Rock is making a movie now? Oh, I love wrestling. You go in there. They, they knew exactly who to hit with this, uh, with this market here. Yeah. So we meet back up with the fun guy who has the ability to teleport, but we have no clue how he can teleport. <laughs> right. Yep. We right. meet up with him. So now it's, it's the guy that we don't know, teleport man, funny yeah. man, and now the temptress, the sorceress. And yeah. he has the one-liner. He's like, Come on, to the camel. Come on, come with me. He's dead. Oh my God, you're alive! I never thought for a minute you'd be dead. Like he did c- create comedic humor there. It I was get that. good. And th- that is another thing. You know, like you you hear about ancient stories like Hannibal, you know, conquering nations by riding elephants, and 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 and, and obviously the horses were a plenty where they were. I don't know if I've ever really heard a story of a guy having such a connection with a camel. I've never seen a camel run until yeah. this movie. Yeah. The, the, camel, the camel can move. The camel was Seabiscuit. <laughs> the, the camel was Fushaisi Pegasus. Because I think like, had wheels. I, I don't, like, I've seen camels, right? And they're, they're an interesting creature, but I don't know if I've ever, like, really, cons- like, and then you do, I guess you do see some stories, like, about, like, riding in ancient times camels. But th- this this connection he had, yeah, it was like a... With like a very serious connection, it was like Tonto. Yeah, like it, was it was very Tonto. intense, and you're like, man, this 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 camel and him got a bond, and I just I thought that was odd. I don't know. I don't know why I, that struck me as because, odd. Because you normally expect that to be a horse. I guess so, right? Yeah. If he had had a horse that done this, but, it would have felt very normal. But the fact that it was a camel. Yeah, and we did. We got a little backstory on the camel too, because we were earlier in the movie. His brother, I think, is the person. He's like, "Why did you choose a camel?" He's right. like, "Because camels are smarter." He's like, "But you're you're it's slower than a horse." He goes, "Doesn't matter. I like the smarts over the." But we never get paid off on why the camel is smarter. We just. Except the camels are smarter. <laughs> this man wanted a camel backstory. Rob is looking at this there's movie. A, there's a whole yeah, straight wants, to DVD spin off about the camel. He wants a camel backstory. Well, I can here. appreciate that because, yeah, to me it was baffling. You're right. That's right. He did say uh, that. I'm not saying you need, like, a massive – like, you have that part where like, camels are smarter. I kept waiting for them to be like, oh, a camel, like, does something goofy, like, kicks a bad guy in the head. Or there's something where you're like, oh, look, it is smart. Yeah. <laughs> it's paid yeah. off. But it could, it could we run. just say that. All we do is say well, it and move on. You're hating that the camel had a ability to sprint. It had a sprint button. 
button. That's what you're hating on. So we meet back up with the one guy. We now have the sorcerer, and we're going to the Valley of Death. Yeah. A hit is placed out on the rock. Nightfalls happen, and the sorcerer tries to escape. Well, she can't escape. The rock has her tied up. We find out that she has been getting groomed by the villain, and the rock gives her a she choice. Was like, like 11 or 12? Yeah, she was yeah. Young, yeah. She's been getting groomed yeah. by, by, by Minnon, and the rock gives her a choice to run or stay. When she chose to stay, I was like, oh, they fucking. You knew at that moment. You knew at that moment they was about to. You knew they was about to. The, the moment she chose to stay. Right. And that was when he came with that line, I make my own destiny. Brown chicken, brown cow. Here we go. She we also, in this, before that scene, we get told that when it's Valley of Death, the funny guy, the comedic guy is like, it's called the Valley of Death. Everyone dies there. We learn the rock apparently is from here. This is his hometown. Right. He's like, well, it's home to me. hometown. Yeah. He goes, he's like, why do you want to go to the Valley of Death? It's like, I call it home. What? Huh? This yeah. is where you're from? The yeah. Valley of Death? <laughs> yeah, and, of and everyone's just got tense. You would feel like this is a, a, a settlement that you would have built up a little more protection. You mm-hmm. know, like walls and stuff. Again, I, I'm trying not to read too like historical pieces. Not trying to go too deep in it, but I just especially like, in the Scorpion King. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if we're getting historical accuracy. In yeah, here. I don't think there's much there. No. I actually thought that this was one of the better scenes of the movie. So we ride into the battle with the villains, goons, and a sandstorm happens. Oh, this, is, this is my favorite scene. In the movie. Oh, that was great. This is my favorite scene. This is my favorite as well. They enter a cave, and one by one, they start to get picked off. Stay on the stones. Yeah. This was one of the better scenes in the movie. I thought the CGI was really good. So that you can cool. see The Rock and his team and uh, Minnan's forces, they're riding into each other. The sand overtakes them. The Rock they're- knows the sandstorm's coming. That's like a I know the weather type. It's yeah. a home teal. He has the home field advantage, for lack of a better term, because in the cave he knows there's quicksand. And the yep. whole- at this, like, again, I know you guys may find me the camel payoff thing, but they did at least hint at, hey, this is his home, and you get a payoff in the fact that he knows all this stuff, and this group of goons is outside their element. I like I liked this scene a lot, actually. Yeah, no, I, I dug this. I thought this was this was this was put together well in terms of like having fun popcorn movie. This was done pretty well. So I, I yeah, I appreciated this. I thought his his makeshift mask, like Zorro mask, he put on was kind. of... <laughs> no, he did. Is this really he keeping did. the sand out of your eyes? I was actually thinking, I'm like, right, I'm like are these supposed to be, you know, Egyptian goggles? Because they're yeah. not doing they're anything. They're not much, but Your yeah. eyes aren't even covered. Willy yeah. Wonka hadn't invented them yet. That's he had, he yeah. had an inventor. He was too busy working on gunpowder. He hadn't invented them yet. The rock gets hit with the poisonous arrow, and, oh, the, yeah. and the sorcerer sucks something out of him for the first <laughs> of two times in the movie because she <laughs> believes in him. Tell me, do you think you can save him? His fever's high. The poison was made with scorpion venom. If he does live, the blood of the scorpion will always flow through his veins. The Rock then Amazon ships his dead homie chain back to Memnon. And Memnon is lying to his people about what's going on. He doesn't know where his girlfriend is. He doesn't know where the Rock is. Memnon is lying to his people. Let's have our feast. Let's have our celebration feast. So that soldier that kept confronting him. Did he have an uh, unusual amount of, of chest hair, or is that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice this. Because like, the dude was like pretty built. Because uh, they looked like they used, they did. Like, like, whoever his main goon was, looked like somebody that maybe used to wrestle or, or had been a goon in the past. But whoever this guy was that kept confronting him about, like, where is she at? Where is she at? And then, yeah, obviously. I mean, he was right. He had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he's had like, the great. men are talking. They need to see her to believe. And he's like, she is uh, 
predisposed or something. Yeah. She was asleep. Hold on. She's been asleep for three weeks? Hold yeah. on now. This just don't feel right. We All we need to do is see her, but we can't see her. So the Rock Amazon ships his dead homies chained back to the villain. Memnon is lying about the severity at hand of the situation. We get introduced to Michael Clark Duncan. He said, again, again. Yeah, this is the second time it brought back. They threatened each other at the yeah, yeah. council we didn't of the really, We didn't really get a chance to know who he was, but you know, we realized we he was important. We yeah. knew he and uh, The Rock had beef, though, because The Rock was like, I'll kill him for free. Like, that was the right. big comment. And, like, right, right. So Balthasar is his name, apparently. Yeah. yeah. First man to touch her will have to come through me. I had hoped for nothing less. So Michael Clark Duncan says they have to kill The Rock because he's bringing way too much heat to the hangout. They break free, and they get into a table, ladders, and chairs match against each other, which was a very fun fight scene. It was scene. a good fight. Was very good. good fight scene. The Rock has a chance to kill Michael Clark Duncan, but they talk it out, and they come to the conclusion that they are not afraid of Memnon, and they got to fight. Yeah, together. They got to team up together. I did like that fight scene. It was definitely WWE style fight scene. Like you, you're you're going whoever choreographed that probably choreographed some of the fights that you see uh, at the arenas. This uh, is what I mean that this is this is where Rob and I are very different in this movie. From the point of the sandstorm through the rest of the movie, it's just a series of fun scenes. But here's the thing: I will, I will I will confess. At some point, I got done two nights ago. I started it. And then, I, you know, family obligations, I had to put a pen in it. Then I had to do some tax stuff. Then I watched it after kind of getting burned out with taxes. And I, got, I was there for it. I fell asleep for a little bit towards the end. And when I woke up, it was almost like I just picked up where I left off. I don't think I missed anything important. Because it was, I was literally like, oh, what the hell happened? Oh, okay, yeah, we're back into it. All right. Yeah. Like, it is just like it was, nothing, whatever I, I lost, I, did, I don't think it mattered. I, also, I, like, I know I was there until the end. It's because it's the generic, but also this about how I am judging a little harsher than you guys, because it's goofy. In this fight scene, Michael Clark Duncan is the scene, so we get the, the setup of the sorcerer being like, sorceress being like, oh, who's going to protect these people, blah, 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 blah. He's like, not me, I'm just an assassin, whatever, but worse dialogue than I'm giving here. And then in that fight scene, he's like, yield, and he's like, well, you're going ki- to get killed too. He's like, no, I'll defend you. That's the ch- you went from assassin fight scene, and now you're like the great savior in four <laughs> seconds? It was, just, it was goofy to me. The pussy. I mean, that's what happened. The heart wants what the heart wants. Yeah, he he clearly knew he was on the way to getting that thing. Which we find out later that if, I mean, the urban legend was if you get that thing, she loses the ability to that so raven see the future. That is a a supposed storyline. She got something else. She just lost her vision. So there's a party going on at Michael Clark Duncan's house, and the sorcerer has a vision that everybody is going to die. She tells The Rock Mm -hmm. what she saw, and this is where he says, don't worry. I got this. Her vision shows The Rock getting hit with the arrow by mm. Memnon. And he yeah. still says, I don't worry about that. No. I'm still going to win and this. The, the, we have the dumb line from the Memnon guy being like, I hope the gods favor, favor you well tonight. And then he hits him with the arrow. You're like, well, okay, <laughs> that's a thing. I'm telling you, I make my own destiny. That's it. If you face Memnon, you'll die. That is your destiny. I make my own destiny. 
That's I, it right there. I make my own destiny. The sorceress puts that thing on the rock, and while he's asleep, she tries to dip out in the middle of the night. She did. Even back then, they were dipping out uh-huh. in the middle of the night. That might be historically accurate. You're worried exactly. about those. But then I also, I also, she would have robbed him for the rubies in, in real uh, life. Yeah, she would have cleared <laughs> out and been gone. But I did. I, I also thought that. When you told me in the text message that you kind of liked it, I thought the root of all that was the fact that, that uh, Balthazar's character, when he wakes up, it's not one lady in his bed, yeah, two. but two. And I went, you know, that's probably what not liked that right there. He had the girl from Friday After Next. <laughs> I always wanted the girl from Friday After Next. Like, he had her. So the sorceress goes back home. Which, I, as much as I dislike this, I don't mind the sorceress being like, listen, I had the vision. I'm going to go try to stop the vision by going back. The rock's doomed to fail, so I'm going to go save the day in my own stylings type deal. It was like a little twist, and she apparently shows up right as everyone's like, at a fever pitch with Memnon. Hey, where uh, is yeah. she? Where is she? She shows up. She's like, hey, guys, I've been in the back all day don't worry dressed to the nines by the way she goes back home the rock and michael clark duncan are going to join forces and they're going to go after her well back at memnon's house they're having a we are about to die party right before the battle memnon gets questioned hey where's your girlfriend at we need Mm -hmm. to see her symbols are better when they're seen there was no reason to trust memnon in this situation she saves him and appears out of nowhere and says hey i was resting i had covid but now I'm here, I'm back, let's go fight these guys. Memnon, mad, kills this man for asking very valid questions. I mean, you got if, if you're like his head soldier, you want to know what's going on, right? Like, you also do have to kill him if you're a Memnon. You can't you question can't, you, me yeah, in front yeah, of everybody. Yeah, yeah you got And it. now I'm going to let you live? No, yeah. I got to kill you. I got to go ahead and give you three in the kidneys. He gave him three in the kidneys and leaves him right there to die. Let me ask you guys this. How many people do Michael Clark Duncan... And The Rock bring into this castle. They overthrew this entire city with nine people. Is that what it was? It was. It was like the women warriors, Michael Clark, who we never got introduced to, the fact they just exist, and like yeah. it's Xenia, the war, warrior princess. I was trying to wonder if these women. were the. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to wonder if these were the harlots. You're a harlot and a warrior. I yeah. didn't know. I didn't know you got both skills. <laughs> I had no clue. They went in there with a kid, an old person. Yeah. The squirrely night crawler, I can teleport guy yeah, who, yeah. to our knowledge, serves no with, purpose. They didn't right. go in with any other men. They didn't go in with any male warriors that I can remember. Did, did they go in there with the male warrior? It was Michael Clark Duncan, The Rock, The Rock, The Rock, the, and, the old Ben Franklin. Yeah, yeah. and like the and like kid. five women, and yeah. they just overthrow this yeah. city with 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 nine people. Because I think I think at that point. The people were tired of Min, Min, Minyan's ways. I think they yeah. were looking for a new leader. You know, they they were they were ready to cast their vote for for a, a new head figure. And then, lo and behold, here comes the Rock. They just pop up in this thing, ready to kick ass and take names with seven people. Except for in this scene, though. The seven people they eventually get outnumbered, and it like takes like this miracle. The guy throws the fire on the gunpowder thing in the basement. His series of events. Oh yeah. Because eventually they do get outnumbered hundreds to seven. It eventually does look like oh we're in dire straits. I will say to my goofiness, don't like the movie part. This is the scene where Michael Clark Duncan kills the betrayed the son who betrayed him in the first scene. Yeah. But we got no part of that storyline the rest of the movie. Yeah. So when he has that goofy line like this one's for your dad and stabs him, I'm like, who cares? Yeah. We had two scenes of the dad, but we're we knew, over it. But we knew that he was shady the whole time. He, he we had, we only saw him two times. Yeah. We saw him the first time. Uh-huh. He was he was with his pops. 
The second time he had joined the ops, and then the third time we see you, you did good. And, and you know, you know, he's he's going to be trouble because he's got that uh, five o'clock shadow, and he's got some sort of wine in his glass. So you know, he's he's a bit of a wino. Yep. You know, he's got some ulterior motives. You know, terrible judgment. It, yeah, terrible <laughs> judgment. Yeah. Terrible judgment is what he has. The party gets canceled because Mimnai catches an attitude, and he and the sorcerer have a chat. He can realize that she slept with The Rock. Oh, he can yeah. tell that The yeah. Rock put something on her that he ain't been doing. Yeah. And this so is the urban legend thing. Because, like, like I said, apparently you lose the vision when you have sex with someone. He, he can oh, tell. Because yeah, he has the, the six, snakes. six, the six uh, baskets with four snakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Six urns, four copies. Now, let's see what you can see. He gets lucky and nails the first one. He's like, good, let's try again. Let's rush roulette one more time. She did not get lucky. She had a sense. She could feel it. Remember, she was putting her hand over there. She could feel the heat coming from the Cobras. Yeah. So she puts her hand in the first one. I didn't sense no fear on her. Now, the second one, the way she had the ability to control the snake and was about to use the snake as a weapon against Memnon, I thought that was a good scene. This is another scene that I thought was fun because there was the, according to the urban legend, once you get some, you lose your power. Women weaken legs. Mm -hmm. So now you go in here. I don't know how what's going to happen here. Maybe the the thing bites you, and now we got to try to save you. I yeah. didn't know here. This was a little bit of tension to me. There, there, there was a question of, of how, how this would play out for sure. I thought the way that they wrote it to have her control it, like you said, was that was good. That was good, good usage of her powers. Because it can't be gone just like that overnight. Yeah. Maybe some, maybe some deteriorating some to channeling. that. Some channeling. This is the second time we see her powers. Remember the first time the scorpion arrow went into the rock's leg, and we find out that like she healed him. Because not only did the scorpion venom get out, but like there's no wound at all. So yeah. like we do know she has the power at yeah. that point. Yeah, she sucked it out of him. <laughs> <laughs> she sucked the power out of my boy. That's what happened. Fire, guards everywhere. Oh, it yeah. looks like our heroes are about to die. Memnon takes the sorcerer, and the rock goes after him. We then get the callback where the rock takes the arrow for his new girlfriend, he takes the arrow out of his own back. Right. Have you ever tried to scratch your own back? You know, do it last night. And by the way, this is the scene where he, his bow of the bow and arrow is just sitting there. Remember when they're having the party, no one could get it pulled because it was like too tight and like, like, how's he even do this? And now he pulls the arrows back and yeah. pulls that quiver back. No problem. No hey, issue. He Travis Kelsey that thing, didn't he? he yeah. Just, yeah. Bam. He looked like Link from Zelda. So he takes uh, he takes the arrow for his new girlfriend. He takes the arrow out of his own back. He then uses that to kill Memnon. The gunpowder goes off. The castle blows up. And, well, lo and behold, he has become the Scorpion King. Yeah. He stands above his people. He holds his bow and arrow up. get a final send-off from Michael Clark Duncan. We see him kiss the sorcerer, and everybody lives happily ever after. We also learn that the urban myth was created by her father to keep 
men from sleeping with her. That's, <laughs> we casually get that line. She's like, how else would an adult convince men to stay off me? And I'm like, actually, really good parenting, yeah. really good urban myth work, because now you ain't going to be a hoe if you want to keep these powers. <laughs> you ain't going to be out here all willy-nilly out here. You need to protect your power. That's great parenting that advice. Is, yeah, as, as, as fathers of daughters, yeah, that's good. Yeah, you, you protect your power. Keep them far, far away yeah. from you. That ends the Scorpion King here. Scorpion King, Nivens, holds a 41% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. The site's critical consensus states, quote, action adventure doesn't get much cheesier than the Scorpion King. Rob wrote that. That just... Did you, did you, did you Rob, that, Rob, that's, wrote that's the, Rob wrote the, the Rob the, quote right there, isn't it? I mean, that is very apt for my feelings on the movie. It was I cheesy, think, it was goofy, yeah. and it was, it was action-adventure, but it was overwhelmingly cheesy and goofy. Without a doubt. I mean, it is. It is It is exactly what you would expect the vehicle to be for a guy, like I said, leaving the wrestling ring to go on to the big screen. This was a normal transition. Fruit, this was a normal say. transition. For I will Rob, say yeah. this about the end of the movie, the send-off thing. Maybe it's because I've seen the Mummy movies, and I actually enjoy the Mummy movies. People are like, hey, go rewatch them, because Brendan Fraser just won an Academy Award for The yeah. Whale. So everyone's like, oh, go rewatch and like, really like, look at his old piece. It's not that the Mummy's some greatness. Correct me if I'm wrong, the Scorpion King, the rock in the Mummy version, is a half-scorpion yes. man. He's yes. a scorpion bottom rock top. Yes. So maybe this is like the epitome of being like, huh? When the movie fades to black... And the sorceress is like, you know, kingdoms don't last forever. And it fades to black, and it's like, the Scorpion King. I'm like, he's still just a person. Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. does he get, when does he get the scorpion bottom? If I had just seen the mummy movies. he got the scorpion see... blood earlier. It's going to develop here. But you got to get ready for the sequel. Is that the way it's, is that way it's supposed to be? It's supposed to be the prequel to it, the I mummies? I believe it's the prequel to the mummies. So we eventually, like transforms into almost like a minotaur character like you said that's why i'm like if these are supposed to be prequel and maybe this is very maybe it's because in theaters now is every comic book on earth and they weave together seamlessly you just would have in o2 watched all these mummy movies and in theory enjoyed them because they're they're really fun popcorn movies and you get the rock as a half scorpion man and now the rock's gonna star in a movie called the scorpion king you think we get the payoff of why is he half scorpion and we never get I, it. I, I think it's kind of like those, you know, when they when they find success in characters like the way they done with uh, Mandalorian and Boba Fett and all that. Like they they found something that worked that that became a fan favorite that they weren't expecting or whatever. Or they just looked at it and went, well, hell, we can make a whole new franchise with The Rock actually being not so much a half scorpion, half human, but make him be an actual human. I mean, again, you you pointed it out three times. Three times they made at the th- at the box office what they what they paid to make. This I movie. looked it up to my annoyance with this. The Mummy Returns has the Rock and everyone in it where he's the Scorpion King. The Scorpion King movie is a spinoff that's a prequel that's supposed to take place five thousand years before the Mummy. Obviously, it's more yeah. modern times. Why do we not get to see him become half Scorpion? We never have learned this in the entire film. James Bardinelli. A real views. He gave the film two out of four stars. He was the Rob Brenton in 2002. <laughs> it is possible to make an engaging action slash adventure picture of this sorts, but it is not the Scorpion King. <laughs> <laughs> that is the description of Scorpion King from uh, James Bedardinelli of Real of Real Views. Again, if you're if you're a wrestling fan and if you're in the teenage years, you you probably went to this and enjoyed it because it's exactly what it is. It's exactly just a 90 minutes of just. Entertainment. Mindless entertainment. 
Nathan Rabin of the Onions AV Club gave the film a mildly positive review, saying it is a prototypical summer movie fanfare designed to be consumed, enjoyed, and forgotten all at once. Yeah. That's you guys. That is your guys' breakdown of the movie. Hey, yeah. it's fun, and I'm moving on, never to talk about it ever again. That is a perfect way of describing it. This is not. This is a movie that if you said, hey, is that movie all right? Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's fine. Yeah, if you want to watch it, it's fine. This is this is a perfect description of this movie. Yeah. Consumed, enjoyed, and forgotten all at once. It's not as memorable as the Mummy series was. The right. original That's Mummies fair. are certainly more memorable than this. Yeah. But as a spinoff, and to Niven's point, The Rock is now going to see if he can carry a movie. This yeah. was a test from Hollywood. Yep. Will people go see a movie because The Rock is the leading star? We'll put a couple other people in there. We'll put an attractive woman, Kelly Hugh, in here. Mm-hmm. We'll put Michael Clark Duncan, who has some acting chops. Like I thought, if you want to see the real disparity of the movie, watch whenever Michael Clark Duncan has to interact with the Rock. You can see yeah. what a you can see what a seasoned actor looks like. Someone who can really act, and then the Rock, so, and someone who can't act. When 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 if you there's a there's a moment in the movie, and I remember this when uh, the sorceress Kelly Hugh is you know she's really passionate about explaining kind of her backstory and what's going on and, and you know you can you can kind of feel kind of sorry for her. and you just watch the rock and he's just staring at her intently like waiting to deliver his he's line. like wwe and, and, and you're like you're like you know like if you've ever done any acting before like acting class you know you don't just stare at somebody intently <laughs> waiting for them to and you're like almost like in your mind saying their lines so as soon as they get done you know exactly what to say. Like it's like, I mean, dude, exactly. Somebody needs to work with the Rock on his acting. Very, but obviously, that's your double, point. That's WWE acting, though. Right. Like when you're in the ring and you know Ric Flair is delivering this soliloquy about how much he hates you and he's gonna slap you up, and you just stay there and people's eyebrow him and just right. keeping your head like, okay, what I'm gonna say is this. I'm gonna get the crowd fired right. up by doing this. Right. That is WWE acting. So you're right. It was terrible acting. Yeah. But like, and you feel bad for like the real actors here, Michael Clark <laughs> Duncan part, yeah. because it is every scene the Rock is just like. St- it's everyone. Every it time someone else delivers a line, he's just staring at them, and you're like, he's like, he's clearly, it's clearly that's the wrestling thing. I'm waiting for you to finish, and then I'm going to deliver. Right. It doesn't work when you're recording a film because there's no crowd to play off of. There's right. no, people want to see you emote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was not a lot of emotion here, so this is where we do a couple awards here. We do when a hero comes along. Who is somebody that you thought tried to save this movie? Whether it was a scene, whether it was a character, I'm going to give it to Fire Ant guy. Yeah. I thought this yeah. movie, I thought this movie could have gone overly serious. Like really tried to give you like I like the fact that it didn't really get bogged down in the backstory of the movie. That's not really what I wanted from Scorpion King. Sure. That's it fair. is it is 90 minutes. Give me the rock, give me pretty women, give me swords, give me yeah. fire, give yeah. me snakes, give me action. I thought it did this. I thought it could have gone way too serious. I thought this character, like knowing that you need a sort of comedic foil to make this movie work. I can't remember the guy's name for the life no, of me. No, but nope. if you've seen this movie, you know exactly who yeah. I'm talking about. I thought he was a hero in this movie. I'm going to give him the award. I'll, I'll give, give my award that. real quick to the scene, the, the sandstorm scene. I thought that was a scene where it was clearly the best one in the movie. It clearly nailed both the comedic effect. We got a connection to his personal life. He clearly, you show like a little bit of the caring about people thing, like the pivot from the assassin. It was do this scene was doing what I think they wanted the movie to do, but it got too goofy in parts. The sandstorm scene is the thing where I'm like, all right, that saved the movie for me a little bit. And it's like right in the middle. You're like, damn, that's a good yeah, scene. Yeah. I think Kelly Hugh was the best actor actress in this she she really tried to be this character that was vulnerable that was trapped that wanted to 
break free. Unfortunately, they wrote her in such a fashion where it's, you know, standard trope where she's like, I just want to be, you know, free from this guy. And he's like, then the rock swoops in and <laughs> makes sweet love to her. And you're like, oh, it's poor guy. Like, <laughs> you're a sorceress. You're not going to be beholden to these, these, these chuckleheads, right? But also, she too, basically went from one master to another. Right, pretty much, right? Like, like come on, you're, you have power. You're going to, you're going to banish these guys and turn them into like, like cockroaches, basically, if you've got that skill in you. You're not going to just be, well, I, I'm, he's a bad dude, but you're a badder dude, so I'll hang out with you. And then the prince, Peter Facelli or whatever, this is a guy that took his three scenes so serious mm-hmm. <laughs> and just being such a villain such a bad guy and you're watching it and you're like this guy's a chump <laughs> just, like, sorry dude like i know you probably got paid a, a decent amount and, and and you know but like yeah but i think that's that's where i would go with those two it's a tie between them next one we do doing too much who's something a storyline a character that you thought was doing too much in the movie rob you and i agree there was no reason for the son betrayal, mm-hmm. yeah. father backstory. Yeah. Yeah. It added nothing to the movie. It just was there. Like, you didn't need that character. You never really exploited that character. I guess maybe you needed to make the first scene make sense where it's a, hey, be quiet, respect my father. But then you introduce this whole storyline, and then it never comes up again. That was such an unnecessary storyline of the movie. I'm going to give that doing too much. I agree with you. I I actually think what's annoying about that storyline is if they had done it right, I think it could have been something. Like, you could have had, like, The Rock be, like, failing to kill him at every turn because, like, they're always a step ahead. You could have had that cool moment there, but they didn't pay it off. I I agree. That's that whole storyline, the dad thing, that's the doing too much. I would also say Michael Clark Duncan's people were doing too much. We get introduced to them. Hey, we're hiding in an oasis. And we go from hiding to ready to fight in four seconds. <laughs> yeah, there's the, yeah why, the whole point why is, are they hiding? Yeah, the whole point is he's like, we've been hiding from him now. We're not fighters. And now you bring Xenia the Warner, Warrior Princess yeah. and the Amazon and Wonder Woman out here, and it's time to fight. I didn't understand that scene. They we just had to have an oasis scene for some reason, so that's where I'm giving it to. You know, I said it before, man. Period pieces when everyone's just way too pretty and way too English. They don't just, they just, just give me a little, give me a little spice in it, right? It's, it's like, it, it, it's, 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 it's like chicken with with no spices on it. It's just, it's, it's just there, and it's like I get it. Like it's, it's a real low budget film, but yeah, you know, like I, I, I like a little bit more character to that. The movie was rated a 5.5 on IMDb. Too much, too little, just right. I think I think it's too little. It's a 5.5? I think this movie's a little bit better than that. If I could re-rate this, I'd give it a 5.7, 5.8. I think this movie is closer to a 6 than what we've given it. I'm going straight 5. It's, you think just, it's-, it's just okay. It's not bad at zero or one. It's not great at nine or ten. Just it's a five. Just okay. I'm okay. I like. I had a five as well, so I'm gonna say five point five is too high. I don't think it's trash. I, I don't didn't like it. It's not the worst film I've ever seen in my life, but it's not good. So I think it's too high of a rating. I'm giving it a nice five, a solid five. Solid five. I'm giving it a five point seven. I thought the movie was fun. I thought the movie checked the boxes that it needs to. Sure. It, I, I, it does. It does, but doesn't. I don't think it increases the value of the movie at all. It is very difficult, I think, to give a 90-minute movie the story punch that maybe Rob wants. It's 90 minutes. That's true. This movie knew exactly what it was. It knew the audience that it needed to appeal to, and I thought it delivered on those things. So I think a 5.5, it's a little bit too low. I'm not saying I'd put it in the sixes. Like Once you get past six, I think it's like, oh, you can argue that it's a good movie. I don't think it's a good movie. I think it's a fun movie. 
Therefore, I'll change my rating and give it a little bit of a better grade. I'd give it a 5.7, 5.8, somewhere okay. in that range. Okay. That's where I am with Scorpion King. Yeah. It was too goofy for the action-adventure thing, and this is a very unfair comparison, but like Indiana Jones' action-adventure with some comedy and some goofiness, and it's the best to ever do it in that genre. And again, very unfair but that's, comparison. But, that's, but the problem with... But you, you also have Harrison Ford as the leader. That, correct. But then when you get into the Crystal Skull one, that that's true. That's bad. That's, that was a bad one. I think, this is more I think this is more Crystal Skull-ish yes. than it is yes. Temple of Doom. Yeah. And so when you... like. I don't think very highly of Crystal Skull. I think this was better than Crystal Skull because that movie was so bad. But it's action-adventure but too goofy, too cheesy, and not fun enough for me. So, like, I had it a solid five. This was the Bad Movies Worst Opinions podcast where we have a belief that everybody has a favorite bad movie. Go ahead and like, subscribe, comment, leave us a review. Do all those stuff that podcasters say you need to do. Next week's movie is Into the Blue, starring Paul Walker and Jessica Alba. All right, Pete. Very Paul excited to watch Into, Into the, the Blue. Blue. Into the Blue. It's uh, our boss, Steven Spector. He's going to join us next week. That, <laughs> that's his favorite bad movie. So we're we are very excited to do this. Nivens, man, we appreciate you hey, doing man. this, man. We got to do this again. I'm in. I'm in. Just let me know.